Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Welcome to the show and go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Hello, happy Sunday and welcome to the show and go on SEN with myself, Rugby Tragic, Jimmy Galvin and my co-host, Mr. Drew Mitchell. Drew, welcome to the show and go again. Another great Sunday of great rugby. Mate, thanks for, uh, thanks for welcome. Huge rugby over the weekend. Oh, it's been it's been uh, a fantastic uh, weekend in rugby. We've had the Super Rugby final, the finals over in Europe, in England. We've had women's rugby shoot shield, and we've got some news as well. So we've got plenty, but plenty to chat over. None of those contests have been bigger than perhaps you and I yesterday, head to head virtual golf. Yeah, and uh, it was a fierce contest down at Playfair Golf in Randwick, yeah. a, a new golf simulator bar and. And Jimmy gets the win. It was an incredible performance out there. I think it was by about six shots on a on a uh, virtual golf course. I capitulated. Course. Yeah, you yeah. did fall when you when you fall apart. You I really fall, fall hard. Apart. You do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when when those, it, it's it is tough to navigate the woods in a in a simulator in a golf simulator. Yeah, look, it was, it's I want a rematch. Yeah, that's fair enough. I understand that. I think um, I think fair is fair. You're putting your rematch clause through, a bit like uh, George Cambosis, <laughs> are you? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But then we uh, went back to my place and we watched basically some great footy uh, in the afternoon, the Super yeah. Rugby final, um, mm-hmm. and then stayed up throughout the night to watch the English uh, final as well. That was a huge game. Oh, it was, a, it was an epic, absolute epic. And we got to have your wings along the way yeah. as well. Yeah. On the wing Delightful. by Drew Mitchell. And <laughs> let me tell you, delicious. I, I think we actually ended up getting a sneaky second batch in there as well for the second <laughs> game, just <laughs> quietly. But Drew, that let's takes jump into a, it. Let's, it takes us to our gut performance tight five for the week. Head to gutperformance.com.au and help your gut out. Uh, first up is the Super Rugby Fighter. We'll touch on it briefly now because... We've got none other than Izzy Dag joining us on the yeah. show from over in NZ, who's going to give us a good Kiwi insight. Great man into from it, across man. the Dutch. But 21 to 7, the Crusaders dominated their f- classic finals footy style uh, up over the Blues. Yeah, look, that was probably going to be their strength, the finals pedigree and the Crusaders across their squad, just knowing what it takes when they get to those positions and those games and, and what wins those games. And I just thought. Performances. The standout performers were Richie Maunga and, and and Whitelock for me. Massively. Yeah. Like Bowden Barrett was barely seen. Yeah, you mentioned that during the game. It's um, he he was it a, more of a matter that he got played out of it, or was he having a bad game? Uh, I think we're just so conditioned for him to find a way to impact a game, and he just wasn't able to do that. No. Yesterday afternoon, and then you've got Roger Tuivasa-Shek who's been named in the All Black squad, who got replaced after 44 minutes. Not, yeah. not through injury. That's a confidence knock, isn't they it? They just wanted it, to try and find something else. They brought Bryce Heem on just to see if they could change it up. Didn't really get the results they were wanting either. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard for someone like Roger to get into the game when the guy inside him pulling the strings, Bowden, isn't even in the game. So it was an interesting selection decision from uh, Leon McDonald to pull yeah. Roger Tuivasa-Shek off. Yeah, I think, I, I, I mean... It's it's going to be an interesting one if they're going to play him in the All Blacks. I I, I just don't know where he's going to fit into well, I mean, that setup. I mean, I mean as well. You go and you look at combinations. I thought that that game there was a lot of head to heads that had uh, All Black ramifications to it. Right, you got Havili against Tuivasa-Shek. Then you've got Goodhue on the, at thirteen up against Rico Yuana. You have got the tens against each other as well. So I think you know even if they want to go in 
to the All Blacks with a little bit of combination as well. You know, like this. Yeah, the, the Crusaders. You, you have to cool. argue how Vili probably deserves the twelve. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's the incumbent there. Yeah. I think he was there last year as well. But he's played a little bit. Like he's shifted around a little bit. He's got that versatility to his game. But I think he's found a home at twelve. Yeah, I like that. Well, next up on the tight five, we have the English Premiership and URC Leicester. Getting up in the last minute. Yeah. That was a cracking... With, with a drop goal as well from one of your mates. Yeah, Freddie Burns, the great fellow. He's, he, look, he's one of the great guys in rugby. He's he's someone that does a job when he gets out there, quite evidently in this game in particular. But he's also someone who just loves life and loves to enjoy himself. And uh, and once he crosses the line or at the training venue, he'll, he'll do his work. But uh, he's someone who just enjoys... Living and okay. I, I just like I love Freddie Burns and mm. for him to come on early because George Ford got injured, mm. he came on early. I think around the twenty minute mark, would have got plenty more minutes than he was anticipating and to to step up and take the shot at goal. Yeah, get it at a, a packed house tweaking him. That's sort of that's you know that's sort of childhood dream type stuff. It was an incredible game of footy. Such high pace, um, such such excellent tactics. Um, at, at, towards the end, players would just run off their feet with exhaustion. But what a spectacle that was for English rugby and a couple of warning shots for Australian rugby uh, mm. ahead of this series as uh, before the England team comes out. I know they've got a, a game, uh, the Barbarians versus England as well. Uh, Eddie Jones hasn't yeah. uh, picked his, his strongest squad there. Well, because, yeah, I mean, obviously the guys involved in the uh, last night's final yeah. aren't in the current in England's, uh, English squad. But, yeah, it's some really strong performers. And a couple of Aussies. Um, yeah, to lift Guy, the... Guy Porter had a great game out there. And uh, Ron Weasley's mate. Yeah, Harry Potter. Yes. Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, look, I I thought that that was a pretty brilliant exhibition of two Shoot Shield players mm. that have played week in, week out Shoot Shield. Uh, Guy Porter, for example, uh, for Sydney University captain, mm-hmm. that is stepping up to the big stage on the biggest dance there is in English rugby. And, mate, he held his own out there, that's for sure. His tackles yeah, he were on. I know he gave away uh, that, that sort of contentious penalty at the start, but he was physical um, and he didn't look out of place there for a guy that was playing shoot shield 18 months ago. And really, why, why isn't he walking into the Tars? Well, because he's at Leicester. <laughs> I know that much true, but why haven't we got our? Why, why isn't that guy coming into into the Tars setup and he, and he's excelling in in the top mm. level of English rugby? You know, but but I think that's also we've got to look at it like it's if we've only got five teams and they're not getting a look in here and they go over and they can develop their game over somewhere else and then come back as a a, a fully bona fide you know professional top tiered player, then that's also good for us. I right? agree. Yeah, better than just playing at a level that's you know not going to help them develop to reach their, f- their full potential. And then if we get our hands on them, that's the big if though. If we get our hands if on them later after back, once yeah. they've developed, then that's, you know, that's, that's not a, that's not a negative by any means. I tell you who was a prime example of that is Billy Meeks who went yeah. o- over to Gloucester, Gloucester originally. Yeah. Uh, and he had the hair then, I think. I think he did. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but since then he's, he's matured in more ways than one. Uh, but he went to Gloucester, played incredible footy, Became a more hardened, well-rounded player, yeah. and then came back and and did end up getting a test. I think it was at least in the Wallaby squads. So yeah. I can't remember if he got. Caps, I think he got a run against the Barbarians. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I remember that game. But um, yeah, I mean, he's exactly that. Went over, played his trade, developed, came back. He was a shoot shield player. Came through Norse. Yeah, played Manly. But um, yeah, and then what else was on over the oh, the URC? Um, yeah, this, this the the big South African matchup. Well, yeah, this is the the competition with the South Africans. Welsh, in, uh, Welsh, Scottish, 
Italian and Irish teams. They've re- they've really thrown a spanner in the works of South Africa this year, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. They're, and 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 some of the, the the European clubs are starting to get a bit um, tushy about. Well, about I mean, it all. their European finals played in Cape Town between two <laughs> South African teams. <laughs> I, t- I, t- I did see one thing though. They have uh, more than tripled their broadcast numbers from South Africa coming into that competition. Yeah. Which is something pretty cool. I don't think they would have got too many numbers out of Europe <laughs> for last night for the, for, for, the, for the final. But uh, that was won by the Stormers. They beat the Bulls 18-13 in another tight tussle. So just some a real good exhibition. <clears throat> excuse me, good exhibition of footy right across the board over the weekend in all the finals. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's a good little appetizer going into this little um, international window moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And some, some good footy being played on the big stage. Uh, on the smaller stage, grassroots level, shoot shield over the weekend. The two blues have upset Ramwick, absolute juggernauts of shoot shield. I know, 21 it, to five. We, we keep saying this, but when is it going to be that it's not an upset? Well, uh, look, it's the year for it. I, yeah. think, I think this is a transformative year for the two blues and seeing headlines like that, 21 to five, uh, two Blues over Ramwick. And, and, and the other big one was Manly 20 over Sydney Uni 10. Mm. Uh, it's in, it's a tight comp this year in the shoot shield. I think that was a one and two, wasn't it? Manly and one Sydney and two. One and two. So, and also, I'll tell you what's good to see, Drew. What is? Plenty of Waratahs players out there for, for uh, yeah, going back the to shoot shield clubs. Um, East, yeah, the East shoot was clubs. stacked yesterday with Jack Grant out there and... Uh, Will Will Harris Harris, had a a run as well. So that's good to see those guys coming back. But I tell you what is upsetting to see, Drew. What is, mate? On our, mate, our our Australian Wallaroos, 22-10 down to Canada. Every single game of this four nations Pacific Cup Mm -hmm. over in New Zealand recently, we have gone down. Yeah. Drew. It's a worry. I mean, look, there's plenty of work to be done before uh, the World Cup for the ladies. Yeah, yeah, like you mentioned, they lost to New Zealand, Canada – and the USA in, uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, the other game, New Zealand beat USA 50-6. to six, mm. And we lost to both of those two as well as yeah, Canada on the weekend. It was just disappointing, on like watching yesterday's game. The girls were up 10-0 and then lost 22-10. Mm. So, um, yeah, once it sort of went against them, it kind of just stayed on that sort of trend yesterday yeah. afternoon. So just, look, there's, there's still plenty of time. Um, there's some, a lot of good things to like about their game. Uh, I hope but, they can turn it around for yeah. the World Cup later this year. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, mate, last up on the gut performance type five, mate, Pone Fa'a Masuli. <laughs> How was that? It was not bad, not bad. I know you've done some good pronunciation training recently yeah. and you've, you've been helping me with that. But, um, mate, he's re-signed uh, up until the end of next year. Yeah. He's in the Wallaby squad at the moment, the Melbourne Rebels, a, a Victorian rugby product as well. Hard to get your hands on these days. Uh, and he is hanging around to the end of next year. The the only major re-signing uh, throughout the week. Good for Australian rugby? Great for Australian rugby. Mate, this guy... He's is massive. He's a monster. I, I remember when I was down in Melbourne for the Super Round and I was down on the sideline just doing like the broadcasting stuff and he walked past and I I just found myself just staring oh. and just amazed. At you just do how, get a bit stares. I get a bit stares here. Yeah. But just amazed at the, the, like, the physical stature of him. Like he's huge. Yeah. yeah he and he's is, athletic. He's hard. I think he's one of those players that you almost start to change your game a, a little bit around. A bit like a Tupo? Well, I, I just think like... You could play a short line out with him in the midfield. Okay. Right? You're going to get front football. You're going to get quick ball off the back. And Matt, much like, remember back in the, 
many years ago, Rodney Blake played for the Queensland Reds. And Rodzilla. And Rodzilla would play in that 13 channel on a short line out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way you're not going to get front football. Yeah. Like, just get him over the advantage line, off the back of that, quick ball before they get around the corner, and you're off. That, so, like, play yeah. to that strength. Someone else can lift in a line out. It doesn't always have to be Bonnet or, or a prop. Yeah. It's a, a, I tell you, one of, one of the frustrating things for him is these calf injuries he's getting. I think it's about sort of six calf injuries in a row on different calves. No, it was like 13. Uh, like, yeah. It, it was more than 12 months before he played, but in tearing both both calves, and they just kept going in different parts of the calf. Mate, if, like I said, if you saw this guy, like, yeah. there's a lot of calf to tear. Yeah, he's got, he's got to carry a, a fair bit there. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's good that he's finally sort of seems to have parked those injury issues. Yeah, yeah. And... Hopefully, he can, I'd like to see him on the field in the England series. I'd like to see how he goes up against the English props. Bit of, yeah. phys- bit of, bit of mongrel, yeah. bit of physicality. I like that. Yeah. Well, we've got a bit of mongrel and physicality coming up here on the show today. We've got Izzy Dag, uh, former All Black and Crusader, that's going to give us a nice insight into the Super Rugby final, who would have been over there. So hang around. We'll be back right after the break. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Welcome back to The Show and Go on SEN. Drew, we have an absolute superstar guest up next. He's a, he's a friend from over the ditch. He yeah. works on SENZ as well. I think he's got his own show over there Man, He's doing well. great things on, on the airways over there. All Black and Crusader legend Izzy Dag, Israel Dag, welcome to the show and go. Morning, lads. How oh, it's a great day to be a Crusader, past <laughs> Crusader. Tell you what, boys, it was a great night watching the rugby. Mate, what how, a clinic! What about that, Hayden? Hey? How good! That was just exactly how you play finals footy, wasn't it? That, that's finals footy to a T, and that was a kind of uh, the point I was trying to point out during the week when I had everyone and under the sun coming at me, left, right and centre, telling me the Blues are going to win. I just said, look, finals footy is different. Our moment, pressure, uh, there's no tomorrow, and, and just, just you got to go out there, you got to take it. Hearing Razor talk about it, um, the mentality of winning, just got to go there, take it, and take it to the Blues. Put them under pressure and see how they react. And um, look, in all honesty, they just did it for the full 70 minutes. Obviously, Sunday Christie scored that try, and I was a bit tense after that. But, um, mate, it was just an absolute clinic. P, Sam Whitelock just showed his class, mm, yeah. putting their line out under so much pressure. They just never had an opportunity to get in the game. And you look on both sides with the 10, Crusaders, a good ball, front foot ball, Richie Wynup, you know, just a masterclass on. Yeah. And then on the other side, Bowden Barrett just was struggling to get any ball. We know how classy he is. So yeah. Just has to show. You know, set piece is huge. Oh, massively. And and I think uh, the the Blues line-out really let them down last night as well. I think it was se- seven line-out throws that, uh, oh, yeah. that they lost on their own ball there. So there was it, the set-piece was a big part of the game. But we were just touching on earlier as well, Izzy, there were some huge match-ups in that game for All Black selection. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that performance last night is really going to help the hand for combinations from the Crusaders making up that All Blacks outfit for this upcoming series? Well, I think it's going to go a long way. Yeah. And, and all honesty, like last night, there was um, all backs matchups, you know, all over the park. And there's a lot of guys out there that are a bit hard done by. I think a guy like Cullen Grace playing at number eight mm. up against Hoskins, a two-two, who made the All Blacks. So he probably had a, you know, a bit of a chip, you know, a, you know, chip on his shoulder, and he wanted a, a point to prove. So he went out there did a mass class, and he got Roger Tuivasa-Sheik and David Harvey, and 
you know, obviously Roger got slipped in the All Blacks earlier in the week. David, um, he he made it as well. But those two are playing for one position, and yeah. I thought Davey was his absolute class. Like yeah. his best performance of the, of the year. Just his combination with Richie Moonga, um, just you know, um, allowing Richie to be able to play his freestyle game. He's another kicking option. Relieve a lot of pressure. So. Look, mate, it was just, um, it, was, it was great. And even what about the scum? Like, talk to me, lads. Yeah. The scrum, <laughs> when those two young kids come on, yeah. look at this awful, and I'm thinking, oh, here we go. And yeah. Bang! They just, like, they, uh, they, you know, got a penalty out of it. I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, yeah everything was, um, everything worked last night. Mate, what about uh, what I always enjoy is just Scott Robertson just having a little dance afterwards, and, and the reason I enjoy it is because it it looks like the players genuinely want to celebrate their coach and yeah. and to, for him yeah. to do it. You know, sometimes when when a coach does something like that, you know, the squad is like, oh yeah, yeah good nice on you, mate. Like nice whatever, it's, it's a player's game kind of thing. But it looks like they really just like love the man and want to celebrate with him and all the staff. Mate, they love they love him because he actually genuinely cares. He cares about them, not only on the field, he cares about them off the field too, mate. Like, they've got that real passion. Like all the partners and wives, you, you look in the stands, like, they're all there. The guys that hadn't even played all season, they flew them up. And it's a big family. You know, it's obviously yeah. um, on the outside looking in, you know, people probably cringe and, and look at it and go, oh, you know, Razor's doing his thing. But, mate, that's just Razor. He doesn't change who he is. Yeah. And as players, he's got a real knack of inspiring you. Like, I always tell a story, when I made the team, you know, I used to go to go to training. It felt like work. When Razor got in there, mate, you go to you go to training, and you actually generally want to be there because it's it's, it's you know, enticing. It's got energy. Uh, it's got feeling. It's got uh, just a real underlying family feel, and that's what he does. And he makes you want to play for him. So, yeah, I was reading a few tweets. And I was like, "Don't cards, don't dance, don't dance." You know, no. players have their glory, and I was like, "Hey." <laughs> Hey, no better place to do it than in front of the orchestra. <laughs> Riff Ed. Hey, Izzy, <laughs> uh, looking back at, at your history as a player, you you actually came through the academy systems in New Zealand uh, with coaches like Dave Rennie, who's now coaching our Wallabies. Uh, mate, what, what do you make of, of Dave's early work at the Wallabies? And after watching a, a, a strong season of Super Rugby, where the Aussie team's performed yep. probably a little bit better than what New, Ze- New Zealand teams and, and New Zealand audiences thought we, we may have this year. Um, what do you make of Australian rugby at the moment under Dave Rennie? Mate, they, honestly, in all honesty, I thought at the start of the season it was going to be tough. Um, but, mate, they really surprised me. I, I thought the Brumbies were hard done by. They should have been in the final, if I'm going to be completely honest. They went to Eden Park, had a game plan, probably um, you know just missed a few opportunities there, like just a, a simple conversion or... Even that last moment, there's probably a little opportunity for a penalty, 38 out, maybe kicked it. Uh, but I think they're going great guns. And, and obviously with the inclusion of overseas players, just helps with that depth. Mm. You've got Modemitika Kurobete coming back. Uh, you've got Quaid you know, coming back. You've got quality, experienced players that will be able to um, help those young Lolo Seals and, and, and quality like that, Tate McDermott. So um, I think they're going to be sharp. Dave Rennie is a really... Um, what, what kind of has it, mate? He, he's tough. He's okay, tough. Yeah. He, he demands excellence. He demands, um, you know, uh, to be perfect every time. Puts pressure on his players. Uh, has the ability to get the best out of them, and just creates a, a culture and environment where where excellence is is always on the, on the front of their minds. So, look, Dave's he's been put in a situation, and 
I think he's doing okay for now. I think um, give him time and, and the seat and give, let him give him the opportunity to pick players that he wants, then I think they're going to go great, yeah. Mate, moving ahead to the All Blacks versus Ireland series coming up, uh, just give us a couple of players to, to look out for in the AB squad that you're looking forward to, to seeing. Ooh, oh, a couple of players, a couple of players that I'm really looking for. Look, I hope Lester Whanganuku gets an opportunity. Mm. Um, we saw what he was able to do last night. A guy that's been in the Crusader setup for a wee while now, and he's um, just grown. He's a good kid, man. When I was in there, this young kid just comes on, big body, works hard, asks the right questions. You know, like a guy like that, he'd probably come yeah. in and feel a bit, a little bit too cool. But, mate, he was just always wanting to learn. So someone like Lester, really love to see uh, him him get another opportunity. Roger, Roger gets yeah. the track. Yeah, it'd be, good, it'd be great to see Roger Tuivasa check to... Um, uh, get him in there, whether 12 is his position, I'm still unsure. I mm. wouldn't mind seeing him out on the outside where he's got a bit of space and we know how, how quick he is with, with ball in hand and agility he poses. So someone like Roger, um, battle the 10s. Yeah, who's going to yeah. get the who's well, get well, the who, like, who would you Bodie pick? Barrett. Who would you pick? Oh, look, I was, I was Bodie all year. I was Bodie all year and then, well, no, Richie just put on a clinic yeah, last night. Yeah. But I'd probably go, I'd probably still sail both. I'll give Bodie a crack. Like, uh, it was no 10 in their right mind. Dan Carter, Drew Mitchell, if you jumped in at 10, mate, he wouldn't even be able to play well last night if you're behind that next. So you, you give him good front football, Bowden Barrett, give him a good uh, set piece, good scrum, he, he'll be class. So uh, for me, I'll just I'll give him the reins, but knowing if it doesn't you know, doesn't work out, you got a quality 10 like Richie Moore coming off the bench. So yeah. um, Falau Fakatava, lads. Wow. Yeah, he's going to be good too. Yeah. Well, mate, uh, I know that we've interrupted your Sunday afternoon activities. You're about to have a good crack on the golf course. So make sure you warm up. We don't (laughs) want to hear of any injuries. You're getting a bit older now. so You can can only do better than Drew did yesterday at virtual golf, Izzy. I can (laughs) assure you that. Yeah, Izzy actually. Yeah, I saw a couple going in the water. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he inboxed me saying I need a few tips on my swing. <laughs> Mate, thanks heaps. Yeah, soon. I'm running late, boys, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get paid out when I, as soon as I tune up right on the first tee. No warm up, so this will be a shambles. Just tell him you've been talking to a couple of Aussies. I'll be fine. Hey. Yeah, sweet as hey, anytime. Thanks, thanks so brother. much, Izzy. Good luck. That's Izzy Tag from uh, the All Blacks and the Canterbury Crusaders after a Crusader Super Rugby final win. We'll be back after the news. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Welcome back to The Show and Go on SEN. Drew, i tell you what I like at the moment. What do you like, mate? And I think I just think it's a great concept. What is? The Australia A yeah. concept is back. Yeah. All right? I reckon... Australian cricket used to do this well, where you'd have the Australia A team versus the Aussie team, and you'd have the everyone going for the underdogs and stuff. I know they're not versing each other. Yeah. But it says something about the depth in Aussie rugby at the moment when you've got an Aussie A squad that's going out to play in the Pacific Nations Cup, you know? Well, it's also, it's great for these players that are playing in the Australia A squad to also maintain a level of match play in case they were to be selected for the Wallabies as well. Um, I played a number of times for Australia A throughout my career and it was always Did a great... You? Yeah. Yeah, it was always... Um, Kept that quiet. What do you mean? I've never said that before. Okay. I, yeah. Where, where, Maybe it's where, just never come up. Oh, yeah. mate, I played down in Adelaide, uh, yeah. Melbourne, yeah, against Fiji. Yeah, like plenty of times. I played North Sydney against Tonga as well at one point. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so... And, I, you st- and you still get... 
you, is, is that, I suppose, because we were having this conversation last night, Ryan McCauley from the Western Force, right? yeah. he's got English descent, but if you play for Australia A, that counts you out of being able to represent England for another So, yeah, so right? basically if you represent Australia A, Australia and Sevens, yeah. then you've committed to that nation. Right, for good. For good, unless there's three there's, now they've got this three year window. If you haven't played for three years and you qualify, then you can play for another one. But yeah, that's what qualifies you. Which is why Ryan McCauley, who was picked in the Australia A squad, has said no, no, thank you. Wants to keep his options open to perhaps play for England. Well, as you, as you have a look through the squad, I, I don't think Ryan's going to be a huge, huge loss. I think that might have been a, a tactical. <laughs> well, play I don't there think he's been Australia as well. I don't think he's been re-signed from the Western no. Force, so it's as much of. Why would you commit to a country that's you're not getting an opportunity? I, I would think, but also if he was to go play in Europe and UK, he's a local, so yeah. his value is worth more. Well, you take a look through the squad, and it's a strong squad that I think is going to compete uh, with some of those island nations. So Andy Muirhead, unlucky to miss out on the on the squad for the Wallabies, but um, Fraser McWright, who's probably a good chance to be captaining this squad as well. Ryan Lonigan in at nine there, who's yep. a very quality player as well. And then uh, as you look, um, you know, further throughout the squad, Lalakai Fiketti uh, would have been unlucky to, to miss out on, on well, the I mean, Wallabies as well. But, you know, this is, this is uh, you'd prefer these guys to be playing decent footy in actual games and holding hit shields, wouldn't you? Well, that, that was the, um, I guess, the explanation from Dave Rennie for a guy like Fraser McWright. If he's there and he's playing week in, week out for Australia A, rather than holding a hit shield for Michael Hooper mm. for the entire England series, then it's going to be better for him. It's going to be better for his development. It's also going to mean that he's he's hardened and match ready in the event that Michael Hooper goes down. So yeah. so some of the players that missed out on the Wallaby squad to play 80 minutes each week for Australia A is, is for those reasons. You know, like even like players like Reese Hodge would be up, um, upset he missed out on the Wallabies, but he could play himself back into form in this Australia Ray mm. series. Um, I, I just, I like the, the mix. There's a good mix of young players that are getting an opportunity and also players that have had a taste of Wallabies. And uh, Ned Hannigan's in there? Ned Hannigan, yeah. I mean, Harry Johnson-Holmes yep. um, as well. So there's, there's I, I like it. I like I the like squad. It. And, you know, they're going up against a really strong Tongan side as well. They've named a really strong squad with some players that have, um, played for other nations before and now qualify for now yeah. and playing for Tonga. So uh, Izzy Folau is going to be one of those. Um, Charles Piertau. Uh, there's a number of players that have really bolstered the squad for Tonga. I, ca- I can't wait to see. Do you, do you know if it's going to be broadcast? Um, I'd say it would be. I'm not too sure I who's covering seen it. haven't announced yet, but I hope so because... All up I'm in Fiji. Sure. All games are in Fiji. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that'd be a good little holiday, Drew. Well, I mean, for us, if we weren't playing, not much of a holiday if you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a holiday when you're versing Fiji and Fiji, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, moving on to some other news uh, in the Wallabies camp. Well, it's more less so the Wallabies camp, but last night unveiled uh, the Wallabies uh, and, and Stan unveiled an, an ad uh, for the England series where they're all sitting at a, at a table with an, an English crowd around them and, and uh, Taniella's sort of jabbing at English culture a little bit. It's been received a, a, a little bit harshly online. I don't think the, no, the, the I, English I think, crowd likes it. I, I think it overwhelmingly it's been positive, re- received positively, but then there's always a couple of PC fools that... Um, ne- negative Nancys? Yeah. From you know. Dural. <laughs> you leave Adrian out of this. He's a great <laughs> listener of the show. But, no, uh, but I mean, I, I think I it was think great. It's a, great, it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek. I think yeah. um, I think Tony Yellow played a really good role in it. Um, it basically just... Depicts uh, the old English posh kind of crew 
talking about how our style of play, the running rugby and that type of thing, isn't true rugby as they like to play it up there in the Northern Hemisphere and just pokes a little bit of fun. I think um, I think most people saw it for what it is, a bit yeah. of lighthearted banter. Yeah. A couple of people get offended on behalf of others and will write a, a tweet or something, but it, who it cares? Do, it does get to show you the marketability of Taniela Tupo, though, now as well. Like, he is the, the lead star that... Maybe a lot of kids would would have his poster on their wall if it were to be Australian rugby, which yeah. is uh, which is. Pretty, I, I think we've got to get. Cool. That's one thing we've got to get better at as a sport is to to really celebrate our our individuals, yeah, and and our our characters within our game as well. I mean, really encourage this type of behaviour and and exposure, and so we get to know some of these players more intimately than just getting them, you know, like getting to see them play on a weekend or footage at training. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. It's uh, it, I felt like the Tars did that this year in many ways, getting their identity back and and love for the players, and the players gave back to to the grassroots. That uh, you're a real Waratah tragic, aren't you? Oh, man, I I don't mean to be. I, I'm a I'm a rugby tragic. Actually. No, no, but rugby tragic. Yeah, I mean, with sky blue blood. Yeah, I look. I I do my best to to be unbiased, but. <laughs> You know what? I was all behind the Brumbies the other week. I've got, I've like, I've got mates that go for the Brumbies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, I, I do think uh, Taniela Tupo is yeah. playing that role, and and I think a lot of kids are looking up to it that are coming through the, through the ranks, and I think he's doing it well with a bit bit of tongue in cheek. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think he's, uh, I think he's got a really good balance going at the moment in terms of showing. His personality off the field, but also getting his job done on the field, and uh, hopefully he's over that little calf injury as well. When I say little, I don't probably big because he's also got calves <laughs> at match pond farmer sillies. But um, yeah, it'd be good to see him uh, in this England series for sure. And we also saw the uh, rugby championship dates announced this year, later in the year towards September. There, uh, the only Bledisloe Cup in Australia. This time round is down in Melbourne on the fifteenth of September. Yeah, it's a Thursday Thursday night game. Thursday night game. I may have snapped up some tickets for uh, that you? during the week. Yeah, I did. I of did. course you did. I did. Well, it's my it's my birthday the day before. I'm making a bit of a weekend uh, of if, it. With if Emma. it's your birthday the day before, you're a chance of not even making the footy. <laughs> That's not true, mate. I'll I'll be there in full force, mate. <laughs> At, uh, I I think um it's fingers crossed we get get a uh, England win under our belts. But after seeing that display last night of English club rugby, geez, we're going to have our hands full for for a Wallabies team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the the depth of player that Eddie Jones has to select is 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 immense. Yeah. Um, and like you, you mentioned, uh, there's an England team playing against the Barbarians um, tonight, uh, which will be obviously without all those players that have played in uh, the final uh, last night. So, yeah, some uh, plenty of depth. Hey, we've got a we've got a question here from John. Uh, John says, "Why does the Super Rugby Why does Super Rugby finish the exact same time as Northern Hemisphere comps? Australia and New Zealand are in the peak of their season, and their domestic comps have ended. It makes no sense." From John, Drew, hit me there because World Rugby's calendar is one of the hardest things to get right. It seems. Well, I mean, it's it's a good. I, I was thinking about it as well overnight with all these finals landing on the same time, mm. and we're. It's almost like we're, we're we're pretty close to a global calendar, right? Like we, could, yeah. we we we're pretty close to be able to have it. It's just that we here are only playing from February to now, in domestically. I'm talking about, mm. whereas up there in the northern hemisphere, their season starts in August and finishes now. 
Like it's a bloody long it's a huge season. season. Like it goes so long. Like when I was playing up there in top fourteen, because um, the top fourteen finals next weekend, um, that'll be between uh, Cast and Montpellier, because mm. those two teams won their semi-finals over the weekend. But you start in August. And you go all the way around to to now next weekish. Through Christmas, and, yeah. And if if you and if you're playing, uh, you're obviously playing your top fourteen or your English Premiership as well as the Heineken Cup simultaneously. So if you go through to the final of both of those, mm. you're playing forty two games a year. Good lord. Yeah, I I struggled with seven games of Oztag. <laughs> <laughs> and and but that's where like obviously having the the depth of squad and all that sort of thing. Whereas you know in a, in here in Super Rugby we're playing from February through to now. So yeah. um, and we kind of have the second half of our season being the international season. Um, but yeah, I, I think if we were to go to global calendar, we almost have to start earlier. Yeah. Hundred percent. Well, thanks for texting in, John. Hope, hope Drew's given you a good uh, analysis there. Um, yeah. There's no, there's no right or wrong answer. It's no. just we play half a season compared to them domestically. Well, if you want to uh, call or text in, text us in on 0457 736 736. We'll be back right after the break. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Hello and welcome back to The Show and Go on SEN, talking all things rugby and Drew Mitchell. Yo. It's time to have a look around the grounds of the super rugby season that was. Now that it's, yeah, now that it's wrapped it's up, let's have a quick little look at it. It's a little bit sad. Let's kick off... Uh, Let's have a look at the Western Force first, Drew. Okay. Okay. Probably, well, they were the worst performers out of Australian teams. They did get close to making the finals in the end in an eight-team finals competition. That should be something that you'd be looking to achieve. But, Drew, um, what would you rate them out of five this year? Uh, put me on the spot. Yeah. I think probably two. Okay. I, I don't know if that's harsh or not, but I just think um, there's a lot to look forward to with a new coach coming in, um, yeah. and I think with him he's bringing – some pretty handy recruiting as well. Uh, Michael Wells across. Um, there's a, a number of players also from the East Coast going over to to the Western Force. Um, they've been served really well by some stalwarts, the Greg Holmeses, the Richard Kahui's, the uh, Jeremy Thrushes of the world. Um, but I think it's now time to... Um, press ahead. Yeah, press ahead. And um, look, I, I just... I think there's a good signs for some guys like Bailey Kunzels of the world, um, Rishan Pasatoa, getting opportunities that they weren't getting at other clubs before they moved to the Western Force. But next year is the time where they've got to start putting it together. Yeah. Like yeah. week in, week out. Yeah. And not just be known for a team that's gritty and it's going to make you work for your win, but like Playing, really t- nice test and trouble teams. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed we do see that. I yeah. think under Simon Cron, we will see some change. Uh, the Melbourne Rebels, Drew, out of five. Oh, you you were very disappointed in them this year. Well, you? yeah, I just the style in which they were playing early was poor. Yeah, just you know, really sort of, just it seemed like a negative type of approach, just to taking penalty shots and not really putting teams under defensive pressure. Well, they they certainly didn't have a big presence in the Wallabies squad that went out yeah. there. Um, look, what what have they got to change going into next year? Their attack. Yeah, like I just looked like it lacked confidence this year. Yeah, confidence. Um, I I just thought they were playing too deep. Uh, I thought they changed around. Like I just didn't understand going through a whole preseason, starting with Carter Gordon as your number number ten in the first game in horrendous conditions, and then dropping the poor young kid. Like 
If he's if he's your man through after a preseason, then you back him for more than one week. Yeah, yeah, you've got to good signs, mate. Moving up, it looks like Matt Tolomua is going up to Japan as well. He so, has, his yeah. Signs. So there's they've just, they've also got to recruit well. Yeah, and the halves is somewhere where they need to recruit and have a person that's going to just steer that team around and put Joey. their fingerprints all over their attack. They've got Joey Powell in there. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see. Well, Carter Gordon re-signed. He's if he's your man, yeah. stick with him. Stick yeah. and pick. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the New South Wales Waratahs. Now, a, a fan, fantastic season. And, you, you know, I, I love my Tars, Drew. But, uh, uh, look, they, they I suppose, did, did better than we all thought they were going to mm-hmm. this year after losing every game last year. Um, definitely a pass mark this year. Yeah, absolutely. I thought they were, they were pretty impressive. Coming from not having won a game last year to where they were, I think they've... Um, they're they're on the right sort of trajectory, uh, and I think if you look at their their performance in the first week of the playoffs, got out muscled at the, every sort of physical contest. That's their improvement area for next they, year. They, they, need, what, they need to put size on, or, or? Um, size on, maybe uh, recruit one or two just hard ball running sort of Jacques Poquita style. Yeah, like a back rower or someone like that that is going to make defenses look up and go, okay, this guy's coming at me. Um, they're recruiting well, a bit of experience back with uh, Nemanja Nadolo, yep. um, Kurtley Beal. Um, yeah, there's a lot to like about this this Waratah side, but again, there's some areas where they need to address just to kind of to, to make sure they go that one step further next year. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, Queensland Reds, Drew. I'd like to see them um, just have a more well-rounded squad. I, f- I felt that when James O'Connor got injured. Their they, attack they really dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their attack really dropped off um, in terms of being able to, again, pressure and create for players in and around them. And uh, But, yeah, that's that to me is probably where they, they struggled. Bit of, bit of depth. And uh, we know that Brad Thorne likes bringing players through the development system there. Last but not least, Drew, the ACT Brumbies, uh, they, they made us proud mm. making it down to the semifinals in, in, in Eden Park where it was controversial that they didn't make it through. Uh, a solid season, but next year, Drew, what have they? Um, what have they got to focus on in the off season? Well, you know, like there's a lot to like about um, the, the Brumbies. I think you know, with Dan McKellar moving on, you've got a guy in Stephen Larkham coming to to coach them. So I think, you know, he's knowing Stephen from a, both a player's perspective, but also um, being coached by him as well. Like he's he's very intelligent, being able to come up with plays to expose um, other teams and. Uh, yeah, so I think what whilst they'll still have the set piece and the core things that they're really strong with, I think they'll they'll add a few little tri- almost trick plays up their sleeve, yeah. and uh, and we'll see a little bit more attack from the Brumbies moving forward, which will be nice. An awesome Super Rugby season, and uh, I know the fans enjoyed it as well. This is Jimmy and Drew on SEN. We'll be back right after the break. Join the conversation. Call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. You're listening to the show and go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. And welcome back to the show and go on SEN. What a show today, Drew. Geez, we've covered uh, all parts of the the globe today. Yeah, the rugby globe. Ah, oh, God, what a what a great weekend of footy. And I tell you what, it's uh, there, there's more to come of the international season after that. Well, we've just got a text through from Gregory. Would you like to see the Tars play more games at Leichhardt over the, the new stadium? Drew? Uh, no, I'd like to – look, I've loved it out at Leichhardt, but it's because it's been out there because of the fact we've got um, – well, we've been waiting on this uh, the SFS to be to be built. I think it would be nice to go there. I think 
still probably room to maybe play one or two games at yeah, Leichhardt. I think yeah. it's been an, an amazing experience each time we've gone out there this year. But, I mean, if we can, you know, get that uh, get that crowd to pack SFS, that would be fantastic. Um, and just take maybe a couple of games out to Leichhardt. Yeah, I like it. I yeah. like it. I, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what the schedule's like next year, but I do hope to see some, some community rugby grounds in there myself as well. Uh, but I am excited, Drew, to, to sneak into the commentary box and cause a nuisance of myself in the new stadium there. <laughs> I'm going to have to cancel your accreditation. <laughs> what accreditation. I always find a way. <laughs> now, Drew, the, the last thing um, we've, we've seen headlines of in the rugby world in Australia recently is uh, the threat that uh, Hamish McLennan's made to New Zealand rugby that we would pull out from uh, 2024 of Super Rugby and create our own domestic competition. Drew, mm. is this a good or bad tactic from Rugby Australia, I mate? don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I, look, I, I don't know enough about it, um, but my initial reaction is that I don't like it. I, I just think they're talking about the success of Super Rugby AU, mm. but I feel like it was successful because it was all we had at the time. COVID. We, yeah, we were locked up. And it was the only type of sport we could consume. Um, it was the only competition we were able to play in. So it was more of a, a force, force into that situation. It was a means to an end at that point. But then, you know, we've come out of it, I think, to go, to go forward. And I, I understand that New Zealand, I think, are getting a way larger piece of the pie in terms of the broadcast deal. So maybe there's, there's an allowance there or an opportunity there to maybe negotiate a bigger slice of that. I don't think we're going to get anywhere near that same type of broadcast deal if we're just playing domestically. We've, we've tried the NRC a number of times. Not, like It just hasn't taken off. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And you're not going to just play a competition with five teams. Come on. No, I th- it did lose its variety. And, and after seeing this Super Rugby season this year and us holding our own, uh, look, it, 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 would, it just gets a little bit boring with that. Le- I also think we, we've got to be careful. We're not in a position to start making threats like that. That's exactly right. True. Hey, Drew. Great show today, mate. Thanks, mate. And I hope to see your swing improve next week. <laughs> okay? My, 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 my left hook goes all right, so you keep going. You, <laughs> you'll experience that swing. Thanks so much for listening, guys, to the show and go on SEN. I'm Jimmy Galvin. Drew Mitchell, thank you for joining me. Thank you, mate. And uh, we'll see you next week.